platform. For this episode, I'm very delighted to welcome Mr. Saeed Al Saeed, who is a Destination Marketing Director at the Department of Culture and Tourism at Abu Dhabi. Uh, prior to joining the Department of Culture and Tourism, he was the Director of Marketing at the Abu Dhabi National Exhibitions Company, and he has worked across uh, several senior positions in prestigious organizations across the UAE. Hi, Saeed. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Pragya? I'm good too. Thank you for joining. My pleasure. So I've not been to Abu Dhabi but from whatever I have read about it it seems to be a world class uh, tourism destination so I want to know from you what are the unique factors that make Abu Dhabi like that I think you know the uh, government's efforts and long term vision really started years ago into looking at different you know experiences and attractions and uh, work to kind of consolidate many of the journeys that the visitor could have in the city and this emirate and then work on plans to get the people what they uh, are looking for so if you look at the different pillars that we're focusing on culture just as an example you know we have uh, already many projects that have already been done and many projects in the pipeline as well so for example you have the Qasr al-Husn you know the old town area of Abu Dhabi that previously was not as active and wasn't activated before we now have the Qasr al-Husn museum with the cultural foundation uh, and the entire culture area in the middle of the city but you also have the culture district in Saadiyat Island which started off with i would say a bang with the Louvre Abu Dhabi uh, being established as one of the uh, best museums in the world and followed by plans for Zaid National Museum and the Guggenheim Abu Dhabi along with other projects as well but you can also take another pillar such as entertainment and you look at Yas Island and the offering that that we have here in Abu Dhabi based on theme parks based on family entertainment and fun you would see that we have many of the you know award winning attractions and theme parks in a very uh, close space physically speaking and that is actually a narrative mm-hmm. about Abu Dhabi as a whole the proximity of the different and varied and diverse experiences that we have means that within a very short period of time you can do so many different experiences and take full advantage of a short holiday for example in Abu Dhabi absolutely amazing so what are uh, some of the projects that are planned like you said we've done some of them and we're planning some others in the coming years so what are the new tourist attractions that you're looking at in the coming year Yeah there's plenty but uh, just a few off the top of my head um, I think the closest one to opening is Al Qana which is going to house actually the largest aquarium in the region as a tourist destination with the market fully integrated very close to where the Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque is 
But we also have uh, in the very near future, like I said, Zaid National Museum set to open up. Uh, we have the Guggenheim uh, Abu Dhabi is, is in the works. We have Onyas Island to complement all the uh, diverse offerings. We have SeaWorld coming up. So there's plenty of, of very exciting uh, prospects for visitors to, to come and see. But like I said, these are all either yet to open or in construction phase as we speak. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So you've actually explained everything so beautifully that uh, I think I should seriously consider Abu Dhabi as one of my <laughs> go-to, uh, you know, uh, like we make a wish list of uh, the travel destinations yeah. that we really want to go to. You um, definitely you're, you're more than welcome. <laughs> so how is the route? Like, how do I go from India to Abu Dhabi? It depends which city you're from, but it's a maximum of three flights, uh, three hour okay. flights, I believe. So the closest city to but me in, is I'm, Delhi. So you can uh, guide me through Delhi. So from Delhi, I think it's about a two hour, 2.5 maximum hour flight. You know, once you land in Abu Dhabi airport, the closest area that you can visit immediately is uh, Yas Island. It's only 15 minutes away from the airport. And that's already, you know, you can spend at least three to four days just experiencing what Yas has to offer from Ferrari World to Warner Brothers World to Climb to uh, Yas Water World, Yas Mall itself. Uh, there's a golf course, there's the Marina Circuit, the Formula One track, and so on. And then you can move on to Sadiat Island where you can enjoy some of the best beaches in the world. Uh, definitely the best beaches to me in the region, where you can actually witness, uh, if you're lucky enough, some turtles hatching on Sadiat Beach. And you can enjoy the, the Louvre Abu Dhabi on Sadiat. Then you can hop on over to the main island, which is Abu Dhabi City Island, where the experiences are so varied. Like I said, there's, you know... Um, the cultural aspect, but also the modern aspect, you know, the malls, uh, retail therapy, you have fine dining options. We have some of the best restaurants in the world. You know, Abu Dhabi is home to a diverse uh, range of uh, population from different parts of the world. So, you know, that we have the best food from everywhere. And, uh, you know, whether it's you're into uh, nature or modernity, city living, uh, food, we have something that will allow you to really maximize your break and enjoy it to the utmost capability that Abu Dhabi can offer. Mm-hmm. Right. Looks like there's uh, something for everyone, you know, like from <laughs> islands to fine dining, uh, to museums. Uh, some to desert, amazing to... The list goes on. Yeah, yeah. So are you, as a person yourself, fond of traveling? Yes, I am very much. So what's your favorite uh, travel destination? Uh, it's a good question. I've been to almost 80 countries, but I have to admit, uh, I think Norway was one of the most beautiful places I've been to. Uh-huh. But I did enjoy uh, coming to the Taj Mahal as well. It was a very nice trip with good food. Yeah. So did you enjoy uh, Agra's Peta as well? That's very famous. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah, you did. All yeah. right. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, you know, apart from uh, culture, I think something that uh, Abu Dhabi is now being looked at is sports. Because uh, the current season of IPL is happening there. The UFC Fight Island Series is also being held there. So, uh, do you have any more uh, sporting events in the coming year? planned as of now? I think, you know, with the pandemic affecting uh, 
you know, with the global effect that it's had on sports and tourism in general and travel, we've really had to look at the best way to bring sports back uh, into the destination for the fans as well. So as with the, the international scene, we've brought sports back for viewership from a TV screen. So it's we're still waiting for the day and really looking forward where we're able to welcome spectators back into sporting events. But uh, for now, with the current situation, our priority has always been health and safety. And we put that above everything else. So with Fight Island specifically, you know, we started off with Fight Island 1, which was in July. And we created a safe zone, a COVID-free bubble so that we can bring the athletes and the crew from different destinations around the world. And we had about 2,000 people from Abu Dhabi, the local staff and delegates, uh, quarantined for 14 days in, in their rooms before being able to move around the safe zone. We conducted uh, over 18,000 tests in a matter of period of a month last time around. This time around, for return to Fight Island, we should be hitting more than 20,000 tests. Everybody, almost everybody, is getting tested every 72 hours. And we're here for a total of seven weeks. So the uh, ability for Abu Dhabi to bring sports back in the safest way possible that guarantees the health and safety of not just the participants, but everyone that's working on this event is something that we're very proud of. So we're still looking at you know the pandemic and how it's progressing throughout the world in order to be in a better position to to judge whether we're going to have more sporting events, whether we're going to open them to the public. But for now, what we have in hand is, like you said, Fight Island. We have another fight night, and then we have the UFC 254, where Habib is going to be fighting against uh, Justin Gaethje. Uh, that's a, a huge one for us that we're looking forward to. And uh, like you said, the IPL is currently live, and we have the Formula One as well in December. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Uh, that's absolutely uh, commendable, I think, the safety measures that you pointed out. But uh, implementing all of them might have been uh, full of challenges, I assume. So would you like to elaborate more on that? Yeah, I think uh, the main challenge for us was maintaining uh, the integrity of our safe zone, of the bubble that we've created. You know, the, the logistical component of having 2,500 people moving around safely and in a controlled environment sounds easy after you have established you know the safe zone but in order to establish a safe zone you have to really look at how it is you will be able to not compromise on any of of the the processes and procedures and safety measures you put in place so um you know we have to feed 2500 people we have to deliver the supplies we have to in the beginning, uh, have a team that's from the outside working on the uh, forum, for example, and then have a handover uh, procedure so that the people that were from the outside are gone and the, the guys inside can take the, the forum and start working on it. Um, There's so many different parts to this project that are not just within the zone itself, but if you look at the flights coming in, you know, the Airports, Abu Dhabi Airports Company, Etihad Airways, uh, delivering uh, people uh, safely from the airport into the safe zone and then doing their quarantine and their testing as well. So there's so many different parts to it that 
um, if you don't have the right plan in place and people following the plan in, in a professional manner, it becomes very challenging. But thankfully, we had a very nice experience in Fight Island. We, it was successful. And we've uh, replicated that success with uh, Return to Fight Island. And so far, we've delivered quality events that have been enjoyed and have been breaking records uh, across the world. Right, right. So uh, just so that the world knows that uh, Abu Dhabi is a destination where like top quality uh, measures are being taken, sports events are being conducted and uh, that it is a cultural hub. What are the kind of marketing initiatives that uh, you and your team take up? Yeah, we we try our best to utilize what is happening in the destination to kind of um, amplify our voice. Uh, but there's always the ongoing um, destination narrative that is what my job is, is heavily based on, is to promote Abu Dhabi and, and increase awareness of Abu Dhabi as a tourist destination. So it's always nice to have these events to lean back into and to use as a platform and a voice to, to speak about. Because for us, conducting Fight Island wasn't just about uh, the sporting element, but it's also about the destination element. When you have these fighters and the UFC staff coming in to Abu Dhabi, flying in, experiencing uh, one of the best airlines, some of the best hospitality, some of the best experiences, really being able to enjoy uh, the place and feeling comfortable and you know safe in their surroundings. These are all, to me, brand ambassadors when they either speak on social media or when they travel back home and tell their friends and families how great Abu Dhabi was. So this is a part of the implicit marketing that I have at my disposal, but also the narrative and the message that Abu Dhabi is willing to go the extra step to guarantee your safety and, and health, and also going the extra step to make sure that we have the highest standards of hospitality anywhere else in the world. So it's that message that I can you know, start speaking about because of those experiences that are happening in reality until we're able to welcome visitors back into the destination as tourists. These are the, the avenues that, that we have at our disposal. Absolutely amazing, I must say. And uh, no wonder that, uh, you know, international visitors uh, in 2019, I mean, I was just reading and the number was 11.35 million. And it was uh, a 10.5% increase from 2018. So I think the point that you said about stakeholders being brand ambassadors themselves I think there is no better form of marketing than that. No better form. Definitely. I mean, the credibility factor alone makes uh, makes us, uh, you know, have a stronger message. Right, right. So, thank you so much, Said. I think it was delightful uh, to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. It was my pleasure, Pragya. Thank you. Thank you for your time. So if you have any feedback or would like to feature an HD Smartcast leadership lessons, you can ping me at the rate Pragya Gulati on LinkedIn. You can also write to us at the rate HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast is present across social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. For more such podcasts, go to htsmartcast.com. Thank you. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.